your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make you feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to The Cho Show, only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Cho Show podcast presented by TheSwaffReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. We are back. Uh, I appreciate the support on last week's episodes, the Malachi Gatewood and the Early Sunday Day Special. I hope the Early Sunday Special was received well because, uh, again, that's, uh, that's probably how I'm going to end up doing signing day. Uh, but not all in one video, obviously, because, well, I guess it would depend on how many players sign, but it, it'd be something similar to that, but probably with the the uh, position kind of broken down, like how it was last year, but that's just more how it'll be in terms of format where it's just, there's talking along with that as well. So uh, we just tied some things up there. I've already listened to it. I watched it. I kind of know where I want to make some changes. So, uh, but that'll probably be how that goes. Uh, also, I know the men's basketball team has been killing it as of late. I know they beat arrival Northeastern State there. It's Friday, you should be hearing this mon- Monday. So yeah, Friday, uh, they're currently playing Rogers State today, tonight, it's a Saturday when I'm recording this. Uh, I have reached out to a few because I know some have asked for some basketball coverage, some basketball interviews. I reached out to a few guys. I did not heard back yet because it might be one of these things we have to just revisit in the offseason because obviously it's very busy time for them because they're playing the season and then they have practice and they have school and stuff. So uh, we as much as I would like to bring basketball coverage here, some basketball coverage in terms of one on ones, uh, that might just have to wait until the off season when those guys have more time, and then we will have to better um, plan for that next season. Again, a lot of this is kind of happening like in real time, uh, just because I again this. This time last year when we really kind of kicked it back into gear. And so like trying to now figure out uh, the logistics of, of, of other sports as well. So just bear with me on that. We will, we will get that taken care of as soon as I'm able to get a basketball player. Uh, it hit me back and we find the time. We will definitely bring that to you. Uh, Landon and I still plan to do that basketball special at some point. It's just been very tough lately trying to find time to record and watch the games. Uh, so just, again, that's something we're going to work on here 
hopefully bring that to you soon. But today's guest is another member of the Early Signing Day class, actually one of my favorite signees from said Early Signing Day class. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and bring him on now. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma running back Jaden Washington. Jaden, thank you for taking time to talk to me this afternoon. Uh, could you start by telling the viewers and listeners a little bit about yourself? Hi, I'm uh, I'm Jaden Washington. As you introduced me, by the way, I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota, and um, I recently came. I'm a JUCO transfer from Iowa Central Community College. Um, if you don't know, it's a D1 JUCO for two years. Uh, I went there for two, three years, actually, because of the free COVID year. And um, I have fun and I decided to come here. Now, you're from Minnesota, and I know many folks that follow along on my podcast, including myself, don't really know much about the high school football scene in Minnesota. So what is mm-hmm. high school football like in the state of Minnesota? Um, it's, it's a grind. It's a, a, it's a short eight-game grind. You don't – there's not really many recruits that come out unless there's a highly recruited player that went to camps. Or if you are a player that went to camps, that's the only way you pretty much got recruited out of Minnesota. Um, I actually have a former teammate that plays for the Seahawks right now. Um, it's Minnesota football is different. It's cold. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now, now you mentioned now you you only have eight games. You know, up here we get we we get ten, so that's that's two less opportunities to really show your stuff. So then, like, how much pressure? Just from a recruiting standpoint, do you kind of have to put on yourself to make these eight games count? Because obviously there's no guarantee you make the playoffs every year. So you only guarantee uh-huh. eight, eight games. So how, how do you kind of, I guess, manage the pressure of I have to put up big numbers in these eight games if I want to get recruited? Uh, I mean, there's there's no real way you can manage the high school pressure like I was a lot younger then. I was a lot less mature. Um, I would say like the best way you can handle the pressure is just try to come prepared every night, every Friday night. Just come prepared and try to put on the best show you can. And you 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 mentioned that it's it's cold up there now. I I, uh-huh. I have to ask. So now, what's the coldest game that you did or that you played in in your High school career. Uh, it was my junior year. We played in a, a blizzard. All the other games were canceled, and it was a playoff game, and we actually had to play. So it was probably about negative thirty coming down. <laughs> it did not feel good. <laughs> it sucked. It was not a. It was not a. It was it was fun for the first half, and then about the second half, it just it was just uh, it's not fun at all. Now, like how? I mean, how are you staying? If it's negative thirty, I mean, I, it's like me. Yeah, I had on uh, I had on three long sleeves and. 
two other like uh shirt sleeveless undercuts. And you were still able to move? Like I mean that's a that's like a lot of ge- Sorry, I didn't hear you. I, I, you kind of cut out. You're good. I, I mean, that's so. That's like a lot of gear. How are you able to move? Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Had to figure it out. You just move. You move. You cold. You move. You get hit. <laughs> It is what it is. <laughs> Just get up and keep playing the next one. Oh. oh man! Okay, <laughs> now that is a new, that is a new one, right there. Yeah. Oh man! What sort of football is truly different? It is. Sometimes it can be fun. Oh man! Just left this world. Mm-hmm. It's cold. I mean, it's 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 it's. I mean, it's probably funny now. I'm sure in the moment. <laughs> the oh moment nah, it was not. Like in, the, in the moment, it was not funny. But then, I mean, like now, yeah, it's hilarious. But then, it was just straight stress and pain. You still had to try to produce, and it was cold. You can't even barely move, like. Feet, your feet numb. The snow coming down. It's like three inches of snow on the field. You trying to, like, you can't even make a cut. You can't do nothing. Like, it's not. It's just. It's worse. Like, imagine a mud bowl, but three inches of mud. You know, just mud. You can't. St- st- it's not fun. It's. It was. It wasn't even a football game. It was just. <laughs> Just people running around. And what was the score? Uh, They ended up winning because they ran the ball, actually. We did not run the ball. We were still trying to throw it because our offense was spread in high school. But they ran the ball. The score was probably like uh, 28-14, 28-7, something like that. You know, I mean, the fact that it was five touchdowns scored, though, kind of impressive for every time, every time he played in three feet of snow and 30 degrees, and you got five combined touchdowns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's impressive. Yeah, it's, it's. I try. I tried to. I I tried to hit a home run, and I got my I got my butt caught. So <laughs> running in a blizzard is not. It's not recommended. I I hate it. What was the vision like? To, like, could you, like, how, like, 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 how? Uh, the, the, uh, it wasn't so clear. You still got snow smacking your face. So, like, I mean, you see what you can see. You can do what you can do because <laughs> all your all your abilities are limited <laughs> at that point. Like, all of them. <laughs> You can't hit nobody as hard as you want to hit them. Like you can't run as fast as you want to. You can't make no cuts. You can't even put your feet in the ground. Like and stay on your feet while you running straight. Imagine running straight and falling. Like <laughs> as an athlete, running straight and falling. That's crazy. Okay, that is. 
That is different. <laughs> okay. Yeah, <What>? just <laughs> that, that, that first that I okay. Okay, well, uh <laughs> something. Okay, so that I know you mentioned, so you mentioned uh, obviously that the the option the, the recruiting options was limited for you. So then uh-huh. how did we or how did you end up at Iowa Central? Uh I ended up at Iowa Central because well like being young, like I didn't I I could have had better grades, but I, I didn't. Like I had a two four, like it wasn't horrible, but like it just wasn't enough to get that push to go where I wanted to be, you know. So I just felt like even and on top of being undersized in high school, I was probably like 150, 160 all through high school. And then uh, college just after freshman season where I was probably about like 170 finishing off the season. Uh, at spring, I blew up to 190 and then kind of stuck there till I tore my ACL. And then, yeah, that the whole story goes on. Okay, now so you so you you gained roughly forty pounds then since since your high school career until now. So how were you able to do that? Was it just you just lived in like the weight room, or did you start eating better? Was it just like a or was it like a, a combo combo of both? Uh, it was more of I, I, you know, like a lot of people when they're skinny, they think they eat a lot when they're skinny but like until you really eat to the point where you start to gain weight and see results like you don't you don't really realize like how much you didn't eat so like i would eat like a big meal in high school like one day and it wouldn't be like every day like consistently now like you have to eat consistently to in order to gain that weight so i i decided to just start taking protein and feed my body and then live in the weight room or well college juco weight room is was no joke so kind of forced it on so so now okay so well now now, now, like how long did it take your body to get to the bigger meals the more often meals because i imagine it had to be tough at first you're only maybe Uh x amount and now you're forcing maybe double or triple that so how how long did it did it did it take your body to kind of get get used to that? I would say probably uh, three months of consistent work. Three months, most likely, before it started to actually like my body started to get used to all the calories I was taking in. This, the weight started to stick on. It wasn't going to be gone in like two days or something like that. Like it was sticking, you know. We did a lot of conditioning. Uh, your your freshman, oh, go ahead. We did a a lot of conditioning also on top of that, so like <laughs> you can get used to like your your body movement as you gain weight. It wasn't like oh, I put on like uh, twenty five or 40, 40 pounds, and all of a sudden like I didn't do no running. Like we we ran a lot. Like we was in the even when it was cold, we was in the wreck inside. Like it's still running full sprints. So it was like you had to, if you was going to gain the weight, you had to gain it the right way either way because we was going to run it off you regardless. 
Uh, and your your freshman season, uh, you managed you managed to play in uh, eight eight games, kind of three hundred yards. You scored a oh. touchdown. I what so like what was the biggest adjustment for you coming from the high school level to now the college level? Um, the 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 speed of the game was way different from high school to college. Like high school was way slower. Like I would think it would be like during that time it it felt fast, but like growing up as you play with faster players and players that like the variety of speed, like it's like it's a big gap now. So like the speed of the game is just way different. It's way faster now. I like it now better than I did in high school, to be honest with you. Uh and and so now because you're your sophomore year, which ended up being the COVID year, you uh-huh. ended up almost doubling your production. You scored three more touchdowns after over, over four yards of carry. Uh, so, uh-huh. like, I, I guess my first question would be what, first, what, what was the experience like playing in that COVID year? Because I, I've talked to people that, you know, was at UCO in uh-huh. the canceled season. I talked to high school people during that time. But I think you're the first JUCO that I've been able to talk to that actually played in that COVID season. So what was that experience like? Um the experience it was it was probably the weirdest season I've ever played. Like if you want like my realest answer, like it was probably the weirdest season I've ever played. Never really like we've had spring ball, but like we've never had games in the spring. Like, you know, like that's just in the whole season bus rides and having to deal with spring weather instead of fall weather, like it's, it's totally different. Like, um, like this, the season, it went well as a team and for me personally, but like, it was a weird season. Like definitely. And, and so now, because you obviously you all were given that extra year, so uh-huh. then what made you decide after that to still come back for a third year? Oh, the uh, that COVID season, I tore my ACL in the seventh game of the season. So that kind of like because I tore my ACL, the offers that I had no longer stood. So I just had to go home, get surgery, do rehab and come back and just see what happens. That's what I did. Now, okay, now because that that could that's obviously a lot, and that could be really that, that could like derail a person's spirits, right? Because here you are, you 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 had a good season, you had offers, you suffered ACL injury, those offers are pulled, and now you're almost back to square one in a sense, but also now having to rehab. So, like mentally, how were you able to get through that? that tough time but like i never felt discouraged about it it just like obviously like having an acl injury like you you're you're gonna have thoughts where you might not play again like what's your backup plan like you know the whole nine but i told my coach straight up i was gonna come back that's just how it had to be. I couldn't. I couldn't just 
go two years at JUCO and just not finish what I started. Like it was just easier for me to come back and keep playing than just, you know, stay home and think about all the coulda, woulda, shouldas. And that that rehab process, what what was that like? Um, it was it was rough. Like I had to go in um three to four days a week. And then on top of that, like doing stuff outside of rehab. Um yeah, it was tough. It was um I didn't have no complications with my knee like or like after surgery. Nothing like that. Like, there was no issues. It was just building the strength back in my leg um, in enough time to come back in the spring to be able to play and compete in the spring and then be able to get ready for the season. That's what I was worried about the most. So, um, and it ended up turning out well. Ended up being 100% by the middle of the spring. And, like, preparing for the season pretty early for an ACL injury. And at, at any point during that rehab process, did, did you ever question, is this worth it? Or were you just determined, I'm going to get back to where I was and, and, and have a good season and, and move on to the next? Um, I, just, I just, I just felt like, after I tore my ACL and uh, went through, looked over my performance, like I felt like I could have did more. So like the fact that I felt I I could have did more and that I'm I'm hungry about it, like that that helped me keep pushing every day to you know want to come back and keep playing football and play it at a high level. And you came back and uh, and. and- you had a well of a season, 1,130 yards for touchdowns, over six yards of carry. Uh, so w- when you kind of look back on that season, were, were you surprised by the numbers you were able to put up? Or was it that, that you kind of felt like was in you all along and you were just finally able to put it together? I think it was, I think it was in me all along and I was finally able to put it together. It was just like, it was unfortunate that I couldn't be able to get more opportunities because of how we ran our offense in Iowa Central. But um, I feel like I could I could keep building off that, like coming in at UCL. And, and when I was watching the tape, I'm not gonna lie to you, like I, I'm sitting there watching the tape. And uh, I was, I'm questioning a lot of things. Uh, number one, I'm questioning the fact here. I, you're like, you get shot out of a cannon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like, there's like, I wouldn't even say a hole. There's like a crease. And you hit that crease, and it's just like burners. And I'm just like, man, okay. So he, he obviously, he's a home run guy. But then I see the jukes. I see the cuts. I see a guy. Takes three or defend to bring you down, which is something mm-hmm. that you don't see in a lot of smaller backs. I just, I, 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 I'm, I was, I was floored. I don't know why I was like, 
are this guy's different. So, like, how would you, I guess, describe your game? Uh, well, being a Minnesota fan, I I I grew up watching AP and his greatness. So you feel me? Um, I tried to, of course, like every little kid, like I tried to model my game after his, and you know, trying to pick up little things off it and take what I can use. But obviously, like AP's like a he's six one, he's two twenty, like he's a big back. Like I gotta, I can pick and choose some things out of him, and then watch other players and study and and work on my own game. I feel like my own game is just after being hurt, after tearing my ACL, I wanted to come back and prove something. Like every time I touch the ball, I want to prove something to somebody that something I can't do is something I can do. So, um, like that motivated me to be a quote unquote home run hitter. You know what I'm saying? Now, now I was wondering this now because I, I like when you're in open space, there's a defender there. How do you decide which move to hit him with? Like, how do you decide, okay, this is when I can make a juke, this is when I could do a spin, I could just stiff arm this guy. Like, how do you kind of decide in that split second how's the best way to make the defender miss? Um, just look at the angle a defender is taking on your path and and attack leverage like say we run inside zone and somebody's coming from the outside like i'm gonna attack leverage as as soon as he picks up his momentum and he as soon as he can't control it i'm gonna stop on the dime you know what i'm saying like it's just it's kind of like a like a reflex thing like is he gonna go low is he gonna go high like you just kind of got to read him in that split second, yes, it's hard. Like sometimes, like you're not gonna make the right judgment, and it might mess you up. But uh, having that confidence and making those moves, like I think it helps with um, your performance. So not being scared to make a cut, not being scared to jump over somebody, not being scared to spin, not being scared to lower your shoulder. I think all that plays a fact in what you do on the field and playing with no fear. Now, what really impressed me too, because because you mentioned that sometimes you gotta stop on a dime. I know sometimes guys will lose speed. You just pick up like right back, like you never stop. So like, how are you? How are you able to kind of turn on the jets almost at at at, at will when some guys it might take them a little bit to get to that full speed? Um, I would I would say that a lot of that comes with the work I I've put in off the field wanting to be explosive out of cuts. But uh, as far as ability, like, um, I don't know. I just, I just accelerate. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> something that I've, I've always been doing, like, my whole life. And, and when you, when you look back at your three-year Juco career, I guess what, what kind of is the biggest takeaway from that experience? Um, I think probably my biggest takeaway from that is uh, seeing what I could go through. Like, not only, like, playing high school ball, like, 
just like everybody else. Like everybody doesn't go JUCO. Everybody doesn't go D1. Everybody doesn't go D2. Everybody doesn't have like the opportunity to play college football. So I felt like I, if I had the cop- the opportunity to play college football and the fact that I played JUCO, I feel like I can do anything. Uh, and and so after the season that you had, uh, obviously offers came. So what was that recruiting process like for you? Um, with all honesty, the second time around, uh, after the COVID season, this most recent recruiting process was probably the weirdest recruiting process I've ever been through. It was kind of like uh, after I got hurt, like. There wasn't the same schools wasn't reaching back to me, um, even though I was having a better season, like the same schools wasn't reaching back to me. Um, coaches were kind of shady when it came to um, recruiting and they'll reach out and they they wouldn't do, they wouldn't take the chance. So I was just appreciative that as soon as UCO found out about me, they took the chance right away. And so. Um, with other schools having me wait on the transfer portal and that craziness that's going on with fifth string players going to start somewhere else. Like, uh, I just, I just felt like if you want to wait on one of those, like, and after all the work I put through and, and Juco and actually playing and starting every season that I've played, um, I felt that UCL gave me the most love and, um, appreciating my game and, Wanted me to wanted to bring me in to do something. And, and and one of your former teammates, I believe, Madison Ridgeway, is is also mm-hmm. on the on the on the team now. Like, how what did he tell you about UCO as well? Because I'm sure that had to somewhat factor in too. Um, with me and Madison's relationship, like I really didn't even have to talk to him that much the fact that he was he was there alone like it 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 felt like it could be a home I, it it could be a home I could be at because he was just Madison's like he's a trustworthy person like playing with him at Juco like I put a, my 100% faith in him that UCO and the, their staff knows what they're doing and Obviously, I met him, so like I feel one hundred percent confident after that. And, and and when you when you met them, I guess like what what was your initial impression, initial takeaways after that? Um, I honestly didn't know UCO could look better than probably a good percentage of SES schools, like UCO. And their training facilities and their stadiums, their jerseys, like it's I didn't think I didn't think um UCL would be able to like put put on the table a better performance than a lot of D one programs. That's crazy. Uh yeah, because uh, and, and a lot a lot of that just uh came recently, uh, because even as far back as 2016, none of that was there. Uh, the first came, I think it was 2018. Just got the new turf last, last year. They did this last year. Those 
new white jerseys. That that was something that happened last year as well. So, uh, yeah, it's just, there's been a lot of investing um, in the football mm-hmm. program now, and I'm I'm really glad about that. Um, so now, uh, um, okay, now you you're you're a new position coach, Coach James Gilbert. Uh, he had a very storied college career. What so uh-huh. like what what about Coach Gilbert? Uh, do you like the most just in your maybe discussions with him throughout the throughout the recruiting process? Um, his honesty, like, I, like I've I've heard from other players that his honesty is brutal, but like I, I appreciate that type of honesty, like. I'd rather have somebody tell me what I'm what I'm doing wrong every day than, than what I'm doing right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like the the honesty between our relationship and his trust. Like, I feel like we could build a great relationship there at UCO. And, and you're you're joining, I guess, a fairly deep running back room. Uh, there, there's a few guys coming back from. Le- Last year, Jenna Cottrell. Uh, there's Jace Gardner who's coming off a torn ACL, just like you did at one point in time. Mm-hmm. So, what, like, what, how can you come in there and make an impact in that running back room? Um, just by competing at the highest level and uh, trying to bring everybody else up with you. I also like. Competing is not just only like just win or lose. Like you want to bring everybody else up with you. Like everybody has to get better, better as a whole, for the for everybody to reach their their best potential. So I feel like just getting in the room and competing with those guys, like at the highest level, is the only way to go. Uh, and my my. I found a football letter question would be what what can UCO fans expect to see out of Jada Washington in a UCO uniform? Explosion. That's it. Okay. Well, <laughs> okay. well I mean, I, I, if, the, if the if the tape is anything. <laughs> and then I think they're in store for a lot of explosion. I, I, <laughs> I will say, I will say that that was probably. <laughs> uh, I, because when I was watching that tape, I'm like, he brings something that the unit just didn't have last year. We did that. There, there wasn't that home run hitter in the, in the bunch. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, some of those holes we had here that might have been a 20, 30-yard game could be 60, 70-yard games. This is looking really good. So, okay. I can't uh, wait to see that, that, uh, that well, same vision. <laughs> Uh, well, but uh, before I get get you out of here, we do this with all mm-hmm. the the new guys. Some more get to know you type questions. Now, I, I know you said you're a Minnesota Vikings fan. So first, I have to ask: Are we on, oh, do we think Kirk Cousins? Do we think Kirk Cousins is a franchise quarterback? Ha 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 ha! 
<laughs> I gotta ask, bro. You gonna put me on the spot with Captain Kurt? Okay, 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 okay. I'm gonna I'm answer this. I'm gonna answer. This. Um, I feel I feel like he is to an, a certain extent. I feel like he just needs to get that extra push to where he can be. I don't know where he can finish. You get what I'm saying? Like, like Tom Brady finish, like finish, like finish the rest of the season. I think he is a franchise quarterback and he's very consistent. He probably doesn't have the same hungriness as a lot of other QBs, but I think he's definitely a franchise QB for sure. Okay. But but that are we, like are we confident though? Like we obviously we know Kirk has had a good season so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, just do we feel though like season he has what it takes to win those tough meaningful football games in hopes of winning a championship? Um, he has it in him. He just. You know, it's it's weird with Kirk because unless it's at noon, it just seems like he's just not there. But uh, I feel like I, I hope when the playoffs come that he, he wakes up every day of every night and decides that he wants to show up. That's, that's it. That's all I ask. <laughs> <laughs> Back. I have to ask now the Colts comeback. Now, obviously, that was a very bad first half. Now, when you saw the outcome, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I watched that happen in real time, just just as just a general fan of the sport of football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was actually on the visit like, there at UCL while that happened. I was watching it on the head coach's phone. So yeah, I was I was hyped about that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I just I just had to add because I I still don't know what that was. I just I, I just like it's just it's just <laughs> Minneapolis. It's just Minnesota. That's just what we do. It's just we we have these little miracles throughout the season, and we always end up putting on a show. And then when it come playoffs, we either go deep. And go home, or we go home and just say we suck. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> like that's it. Like it, it, it. That's just what being a Minnesota fan is, and like I, I'm glad to be one. Like I don't care. <laughs> We've had a lot of great years. You, you know, I can respect that. See, I, I can respect mm-hmm. the true fan. Yeah, you know what? Regardless, I'm still poor form. That's still my team. I, I can respect mm-hmm. that. I really care. Um, yeah. So do, so do you have a current Vikings player? Uh, No, actually, no. Uh, Oh, well, well, no. You said favorite current Vikings player? Yes, Justin Jefferson. Yes, sir. It, it it was it, see look it was Dalvin Cook because he's a running back you know I like running I love the running game but what what Justin Jefferson is doing 
is like it's just greatness, like right in front. You can't, you can't just not appreciate that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he's breaking Randy Moss's records. Like, come on now. Like, you gotta appreciate that. So he has to be your favorite player if you're a Vikings fan. Like he has to, unless you know somebody else for personal reasons or whatever. He just has to. (laughs) Like Oh, that's brutal though, man. Now, now I will say there is uh, your a starting center, Lane Grantham. He is a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Now, he might still be sore because obviously they, they picked Jalen Rager instead. So I just, I just don't. Uh, he, I don't know if he's still miffed about that. <laughs> and guess what? Now we got both. So, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we got both of them. <laughs> <laughs> they had a chance to pick JJ and they picked Rager and now we got both. So that's all I got to say to that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just saying. If there's a halfback dive, and maybe there's a block up the middle that's conveniently missed now. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they did take the Super Bowl from us, so like that's like the, the, the even out. They got the forever, and we got the current. You know what I'm saying? They got the forever ring, and we got a player, a legendary player, but we got a player. Okay. 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 Um, let's see. Uh, your 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 favorite hobby outside of football? Ooh. If if it's not playing games, it's um, cutting hair. I do. I do not have my barber's license, but I've been cutting hair for like six years, and I did it consistently at Iowa Central. Like I would cut the whole campus and then play a game the next day. Like that's what I was doing. That's my favorite hobby. That's how I make my money. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just off the rip. I mean, that that could be a very useful skill. I mean, I, I, hey, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm just saying that. You got a whole, you got a whole potential roster full of new clients. I don't got to go to no barber. <laughs> <laughs> so... So now, how did you start? Like, like now, how how did that how did that start? Was it just more of like I just don't want to pay for cutting for cutting for getting a haircut? So let me figure out how to cut it myself. Like, how did that kind of start for you? Uh, it started off like high school. I kept like I was bouncing barber shops. Like I could not find like a a, a solid barber, like a barber that was consistent. Like the fade would look the same every single time or like it just, it would just look good every single time. So I I just got tired of getting the all over evens and decided one day, like I'm going to go buy some clippers and, and learn how to cut hair myself. I I watched about like 200 videos, 360 GZ before I even got good of, good at cutting hair and then like once I started getting good at cutting my own hair I started showing up to high school in my senior year and 
that's when people start asking me like, who's your barber? And I just said myself and they never believed me until I cut their hair. So then that, that's just how they started. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, I carried it what's your, okay, that, now what's your, what's your favorite cut? Like which, 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 which hairstyle do you enjoy cutting the most? Um, I mean, you can't go wrong with the tapers in and out. Same price too. <laughs> it's in and out, and it's the same price. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking the hustle. Okay. Well, what do you know? We gained a gained a home run hitter and a barber at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and my okay, degree is also in, in graphic design. I did my I made my own commitment um poster to post on Twitter. I didn't I didn't use y'all's oh. graphic. Well well we might be coming might be coming to you then for, <laughs> for some graphics, man. Uh, the the goal if it's not football is to make money. That's the goal. So, <laughs> you gotta learn how to do Jada Washington, UCO's most. <laughs> Jada Washington, you. <laughs> what? And maybe I might get into tattoos. Or <clears throat> Not expect this. Okay. Yeah, now, okay. So, now, where did the level of of, of graphic design come from? Um, well, I was, I was always like curious about it during high school. So when I went to Iowa Central, like they, they had a, a good graphic design program. So I, like I had got into it, got a MacBook and, and like, I kind of, I fell in love with it because like doing, making like sports edits is like one of my, it's like, it's just the dopest thing you, you you can put out like on social media, like everything you see now is pretty much like graphic design. Like everybody needs a graphic designer. So like, I feel like if I had a degree in that, like, and I was good at it, that like after football, like I wouldn't have nothing to worry about. So that's kind of where I wanted to go with that. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, uh, now, when you when you mentioned earlier that aside from playing the games, it was cutting hair. Now, when you say playing games, we talking video games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, are we are we Xbox, PlayStation, PC? PlayStation. Yes, sir. PlayStation. Okay. No Xbox. Okay. We retire from Xbox. Okay. <laughs> Especially okay. with now, the PS5, you just... can't go yeah. wrong with the PlayStation. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the PlayStation. Now, 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 I just, I just want you to know, your head coach Adam Doral, your co-offensive mm-hmm. coordinator James Curley are on TV. With the PS5 out, that's nuts. That's kind of bonkers. <laughs> 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 that's kind of wow. Crazy. 
Like it's not the 360. I mean, but the statement like, was suge- <laughs> <laughs> like okay. Wait, so now what you said? So, <laughs> so now you made the switch when the PS4 came out. Is that what we're saying? No, I made I made the switch when the um. Well, I I had the 360 at first, and I was big Xbox. You know what I'm saying? And but mm-hmm. everybody had PS4, so like. All my friends had it at school, so like when I made the switch, like it, it, I didn't like it at first. To be honest with you, switching from the Xbox One to the PS4, but after transitioning into the PS5, like it, I'm PlayStation now. Like uh, it's no more Xbox. Like I'm back PlayStation. <laughs> I'm not switching. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <man>. oh. <laughs> Okay, now your favorite game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's 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 not Madden. It's two K, but like this year's two K is kind of slower pace, so like it's kind of hard to play for the usual time I would play for. So I just I stay on Madden now. Like this year, Madden twenty three is winning over two K to me. Now, now, when you play 2K, now, who's your team of choice? Mm. See, I, I used to play a lot of head-to-head, like, with James Harden on the Rockets. But he's not there no more, and he's not, like, the same player on 23. So, I kind of got to go with the Reaper and grab the Nets. Not going to lie. <laughs> See, <clears throat> as a Brooklyn Nets fan, Jay, that is a fantastic answer, sir. I greatly appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> greatly, greatly appreciate that. I mean, but the Lakers are my basketball team because they they are originally from Minneapolis. So you feel me? They're my basketball team. But I would not going head to head against somebody. I'm not going to grab the Lakers. I'm not going to put LeBron on them first game. That's just not. <laughs> That's just yeah, not just happening. Throw, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait now, now you now you just going to throw your, your the Timberwolves to the curb there? I mean, if you look at the history of the Timberwolves, yes. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, do I like players from the Timberwolves? Yes. Do I have jerseys? Yes. But do I like Lakers or Timberwolves? Lakers all day, all day. <laughs> Even when Kobe was there, I like. I like. I mean, you can like. I mean, you can like both though. You can just, I mean, man, that's wrong. That's the thing. That's the thing with Minnesota. You can like both. But then you're going to get called a bandwagon because LeBron's there now. So you can't be an original Lakers fan because of Le- LeBron's there now. So you got to choose one. 
You got to choose one, and you got to rock with one. And okay, but shit, I feel... Every year, just disappoint anyway, so it just... It makes the decision that much easier. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean... I mean... <laughs> I mean, okay, but here's the, but here's the, but I feel like though, it, it, like, okay, I, you could be, I feel like unless you were there before Showtime, all right, any other era, you could be considered a bandwagon Lakers fan. So like, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, exactly, that's what I'm right, saying. Like, so it, <laughs> it, like everybody be like, you're a bandwagon Lakers fan. Like, how how can I be a bandwagon if they're always good? And because you're hopping on, on the bandwagon, because like yeah, like if I if I liked them while Kobe was there, and I only know Kobe because that's only my generation, why would I be a bandwagon? Because I didn't like them because I didn't like them when Magic was playing there. Like I wasn't alive. Like it just <laughs> like you know what I'm saying. Like you can't see. You just sometimes you just gotta. Let people talk, bro. All right. <laughs> All right. If I'm a bandwagon, I'm a bandwagon. Whatever. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Now, from the from the period. Okay. Now, from the period when Kobe retired to when LeBron signed, were you still mm-hmm. a Lakers fan then, or did you jump ship? No, I was, I was still a Lakers fan. Like I, I am a LeBron fan of his career. But when he went, when he made the switch to the Lakers, it just made it that much better. Like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, I mean, I guess as long as you didn't jump ship from that time and Kobe retired to when LeBron got there. Yeah, no, I, like, I like the Lakers when they had Derek Fisher and Kobe and Paul Gasol. You know what I'm saying? Like 2010, like, come on now. Like, how can you not like the Lakers? Yeah, okay, but what I'm saying though is, did you like them when there was Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell and Jordan Clarkson and like that crew? Were you still a fan then? I was still a fan, but was was I watching every game? No, I, I was not. I, I was a I was a fan, but kind of not a fan. Like you know. Of of the players that was there, like nobody was just it, it, that Lakers team was just it was just it needed work, obviously. Like <laughs> all of them are not there anymore, and it's pretty much a monarchy of LeBron's kingdom. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you're talking to a man that set through two seasons with a combined 42 wins. Like, I, like I, I know what being at the bottom of the barrel, you know, means here. Uh, so, <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying now. So, believe uh, me, when I understand, <laughs> rough times, very rough yeah. times. You know, you watch the you watch the NBA lottery and you get a top three pick, but oh, it goes to Boston, which is in your division, so you don't even get the benefit mm-hmm. of the exact. There's just some dark times. I, 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 it's some very, very dark times. Yeah. And, and everybody wants to hate on the, the Disney championship, uh, the, the, the 2020 COVID championship. Like, it's still happening. Like, <laughs> that, was, that was only two years ago. So, like, 
having two bad seasons after that, like it, 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 it's gonna happen. Like, look, look at the Rams right now. Like, come on now. Like, it's just gonna yeah, but happen. But the Rams have injuries, though. Yeah, but I, okay. But the, the Rams had a lot of injuries. Yeah, it, it, and it's kind of different talking about it because different sport, but like. It just it just happens with teams winning the championship that the next year or a couple of years it just happen to be rough. Like it just happens to be it, even with the Bucks, like it's just rough. It's gonna happen. Like even if you do win, like that's why those two peats and three peats are special because they don't usually happen. Okay. Okay. Well. I, I, I'm not going. I'll do like a fan. I just know some. Some might not. So I just. I, I know you don't care. I'm so I just. It, just know that that might come up at some point. That people might question you. Uh, so uh, just just be ready for that because <laughs> you know what happens. So, <laughs> so just, yeah. just be ready for that. <laughs> I know we ain't doing. Uh, let's see. Okay, here, you're it's... you're. Fine. I'll wait on next year, man. Uh, rough, rough. Uh, see, okay, your 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 favorite musical artist. This might be cliche, but young boy, young boy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now you have a, a young boy song. Do I have a young boy song? Yeah, like a favorite one. Like, uh, I have a I have a game day playlist, but the the, the first song I always have to play is probably Proof by Young Boy. Okay, okay. Just just to, just and, to, just to and, set it off, like. And, and does that does that game day playlist does it ever change, or is it just like set in stone? These are the songs. I listen to before every game. Oh no, it, it changes with every new release. As long as the release is nice and it, it sounds like something I could I could get in the mood to on game day, like it's gonna go on the playlist. Like it's the playlist gonna get altered every day. Like as long as somebody's dropping some music, it's gonna get altered. <laughs> like I for me, I can't I can't I can listen to the same music every day, but I can't I can't at the same time. Like, it irritates me. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Now I just gonna warn you now after talking to the guys, the auxiliary cord in the locker room in the weight room is not for the week. All right. Apparently. If they don't like the song, they will just yank your phone off the cord. So I just fair warning: if you plan to to, to put, be on the be on the ox, tread lightly because because uh, your phone will get yanked. So I just <laughs> I'm I'm all for that. So I'm 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 all, I'm all for it. I got I got okay. I got thousands of songs, so I ain't I ain't really. I'm not really worried. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I'm stop letting you know now. I just want we give you fair warning. So uh mm-hmm. that's that's fair. <laughs> so. That's fair. That's fair. We did that at JUCO too. That's fair. That's fair. Love it. Okay. 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 Yeah. Let's see. Um your your favorite food. See, uh steak. Definitely steak. Okay. Steak now, or um, any type of chicken alfredo. Okay. Now, with the steak, are we rare, medium rare, well done? <laughs> We're medium well over here. I don't like none of that red. I don't. <laughs> A, a, a little pink, a little pink, you know, it won't hurt. But you know what I'm saying? Red? Mm-mm. 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 Just, just not. Mm-mm. I will not eat it. I will sit there and not eat it. That's what will happen if it's red. <laughs> I feel you. I want fully cooked. <laughs> medium well like you know what I'm saying medium like not well done because I don't want it to be like a rock when I eat it or like a like a piece of gum when I eat it you know what I'm saying but <laughs> medium well so it's still juicy it's still kind it's still kind of chewy because it's still well but it's 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 good like you know what I'm saying it's good to me mm-hmm. okay uh, let's see um do you have any pregame routines or rituals that you normally do? Um, I went. I wouldn't say. I mean, yeah, I guess you could call it pregame. Uh, I just, I just play mellow songs like that. Like, I start. I start off kind of slow, listening to slow music, and then I build up as as close as we get to the field. The 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 hype for the music turns up. So that's why my 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 playlist has to be like on point because with the season and stuff like that, you have different moods throughout the season that you play games with at the end of the day. So I feel like what you listen to before the game and after the game is like what what brings the hype to the team. Okay. Uh, I guess my my final question for you would be: What are your goals for your first season in a UCL uniform? Um, I mean, I, I I usually don't like to do the predictions because, like, a lot of people like uh, like to put standards on somebody. But I feel like my goal this season is just to um get my foot in the door as a hard working player. That's all I saw that's all I want is kind of my respect for the season. And I, I obviously I gotta earn it, but like I'm I'm ready to earn it. You know what I'm saying? That's all I want to do. I don't I don't really have any like game goals or um accolades. I I, I think like I think about, I I I like to 
see what I can do with what I have and then like just go off that instead of setting a, like obviously I have other goals that I have in my head but sometimes like people don't want to hear that they just want to see it well, well Jaden um, I, I, I appreciate you taking time to come on and talk to me this afternoon um, yeah. anytime you want to Come back on. I'm more than welcome to, and I'm I'm wishing you the best of luck this this season, and looking forward to seeing some of that uh ex, 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 explosion in the UCL uniform. I I that because that be fantastic. That's what y'all wanted. I, I, that's what I'm gonna give y'all. That's what you gonna see. That's a guarantee. <laughs> Well, I'm again, I appreciate you taking time to come on, and I'm I'm wishing you the best. Either one, man. I there's there's there, I go by John. There's Jonathan. Some people call me JG Smooth. Some just call me Smooth. Call you smooth. Whatever suits you, you to work for me. Smooth. Smooth. <laughs> smooth. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, I'll, I'll probably be coming to you for some graphic, for some graphic design stuff because uh, that that graphic was was pretty nice. So I uh, just uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I had my fault in it, but it, it was it's it's a little on, on me. Like, yeah, a little little quick, a little quick edits, but uh, yeah, I, I love I loved it. I love what I put out. Like obviously. Yeah, okay, yeah, we're gonna be coming to you. I'm coming to you then if I have any graphic graphical design needs. That you will be the man that I'm reaching out to first. So uh just just letting you know now. Let <laughs> 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 you know now. Hey, that's, that's, be like, <laughs> that's fine by me. I I'm already <laughs> trying to get tapped in with uh the football team as far as graphics. So we we, we, we can we can make some work, make some shake. Make some business. Well, hey, that sounds like a plan to me. Um, I said, I said, well, Jay, like I said, I, I appreciate you, and uh, I'm wishing you the best uh, this coming season. Appreciate it, my dog. So, again, I want to thank Jaden for taking time to come on and talk to me there. Uh, I, you know, again, I said the early song day, most explosive player to sign since TJ Roberts did back in 2019. If you recall at that time, if you are new, if you you were there, I mentioned uh, former head coach Nick Bobek said he was the most, TJ Roberts was the most explosive player that they've had since Joshua Birmingham. Joshua Birmingham is one of the best players in program history. So I, I that, that I'm just, the, the tape was the tape is there, the watch the tape. Uh, he's a home run hitter. I just is a great guy, man of many talents. They didn't know he was a barber. They didn't know he was a graphic design guy. Also, didn't know that he overcame ACL. I uh, just 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 seems to be an all around great great guy. Wants to be a great teammate. I think again is another fantastic addition to an already good backfield. I think now there's that home run hitter that was lacking last year. Uh, and and I, ju I just can't wait to see what he does in a UCO uniform. Uh, so I'm not sure what else, all else we will have this week. 
Um, in terms of interview-wise, uh, in terms of content-wise, to be honest with you here, uh, so I'm not quite sure when we will be back, but obviously when the opportunity presents itself, uh, we, we will definitely jump on that. Like I said, at the basketball front, if that pans out, uh, we all we find some more football players. But uh, we will be back with the content sooner rather than later. So, again, I appreciate all the support throughout the, throughout the, both the Spotify and the YouTube channel. But before I get you out of here, I will be starting a new podcast called I'm Not Gonna Hold You Podcast. Uh, where we just discuss various things. I, I bring in various people. Uh, and uh, I'm not quite sure when that's going to actually launch, launch. Just know that it is going to be happening in 2023. I just want to put that out there now. So when that does happen, um, you all can give it a listen if you so want. I'm working out, trying to flesh out those ideas out. I can tell you that it, there's no rush on it, so I can't tell you, like, okay, in two weeks, the first episode will be out. I'm not quite sure yet, so... Uh, but just know that that's on the on the, on the the way as well, if you just enjoy my content. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, in general, um, that will be another hour to discuss non-UCO stuff. Um, I might have another channel going with that. I'm not quite sure yet, but just know that that is also in the, uh, in the works, but the Cho Show... It's not going anywhere. Again, we're going full blast, full steam ahead in 2023. So until next time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.